The Gospel of our Lord according to St. Mark. Glory to you. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they're no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little children will not will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on them and blessed them. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a joy to see you all this morning. I think every Sunday is special as we gather to worship our Lord. But today is extra special because we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Sardin Church in a new school, I mean in a new venue. So I have to say thank you for Paulina Wong, supervisor, and Mr. Chen, the, uh, the principal, and the council members allow Sartin Church to use the school hall for their regular Sunday services. Well, may God continue to bless Sartin Church, I mean the ministry of Sartin Church. I think the more you can God blessing, the more you will see God blessing. I think in the past two years, the whole world has experienced quite a difficult and challenging situation. The outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic has disrupted our life, our work, our traveling, even our Sunday service. I think last year I didn't come to Satin Church because of the pandemic, right? Yeah, I think the ongoing mutating virus makes it difficult to predict how long the pandemic will last for. Uh, the Anakin Communion, we scheduled to have our Lambert's Conference uh, next summer. Next summer. Uh, I think uh, every uh, Lambert Conference, all the bishops from different parts of the world will go to Canterbury. But as I know, I mean, the Archbishop of Canterbury worry about that most likely. Well, we will use a hybrid uh, model to hold our Lambert's conference. 
That means some people, I mean some bishop, they can go to Canterbury, but some of them, well, we have to use a virtual uh, uh, meeting. So many things we can't predict. Even my suitcase in my storeroom is very dusty. <laughs> it's very dusty. I haven't used it for two years already. I miss traveling. I think crisis reminds us that human beings are all fragile and vulnerable. So many things are out of control. In facing the crisis like present, you may ask yourself, who are you? Who are you? A psychiatrist, Carl Jung, he said, I'm not what happened to me. That means I'm not just a victim of given situation or time. I am what I choose to become. I can make my own choices and actions. My action not only defied us, but also build me up. I must appreciate beautiful things and stop complaining about stuff. That is what the psychiatrist said. Are you what you choose to become? Are you what you choose to become? Then what do you want to be? I'm asking you, what do you want to be? I'm not asking you, I'm sorry, I'm asking you, who do you want to be? I'm not asking you, what do you want to be? I think what do you want to be refers to profession. That means you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, or, or an accountant. But who do you want to be? That means what kind of character you want to have? What kind of character you want to have to help you to face the challenges of life? Today, the Gospel reading tells us to choose to become as little children. To choose to become as a little children. Whenever Jesus teaches disciples to become as little children, Jesus is facing a challenging situation. Like the gospel today, Jesus tells that, uh, I think the, the, the gospel reading tells us, some Pharisees came and tested Jesus by asking, is it lawful for man to divorce his wife? The purpose of asking such a controversial question is to trap Jesus rather than to learn from Jesus. Similarly, the context of Matthew chapter 18, Jesus told his disciples that he was going to die in Jerusalem. He's going to be killed by the religious leader. However, the disciple concern was who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means 
enter the kingdom of heaven. Whenever you are facing challenges, challenging situation, the Bible tells us we must be converted and become little children. What did Jesus mean by become like little children? Now don't put me wrong. Now don't put me wrong. I didn't say children are perfect. They are childish. They are naughty. They are self-centered. They are selfish. Right? I think even St. Augustine said children are sinful. Are sinful. Now don't put me wrong. But Jesus wanted to learn something from children. What do we have to learn from, uh, from children? I think children are small, vulnerable, entirely dependent beings. Jesus talked about humanity, which translates to the knowledge that children don't know everything. They don't know everything. I think that is not all Jesus is preaching, the paradox of the kingdom. Children are smallest, but greatest simultaneously. They are weakless, and that is their strength. They are aware of their lack of strength and wisdom. They ask for help and guidance. God wants us, I mean all the adults, to be aware our lack of strength, our inability to understand everything, our inability to cope with the crisis. Children know what they don't know. They know what they don't know. So that they always ask, I think they're teachable. They, they always ask, what's that? What's that? What's that? They ask so many questions. They're teachable and also correctable. They, they're so easy to say sorry. I made mistakes. Teachable and correctable. They're so willing to learn. I think unlike the Pharisees, Pharisees, they thought, they believed, they knew everything. They knew Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. But why did they ask the question? The Bible said their hearts were hard. They made plan to trap Jesus. The Proverbs 28 tell us, Bessis is the man who always fears, but one who hardens his heart falls into trouble. Proverbs chapter 9 also tells us, He tells us, some people, I think the Pharisee, I mean the Pharisee, you can't correct them. Why? Because the Proverbs tell us that do not correct a mocker. He will hate you. Correct a wise man and he will love you. Because I think the Pharisee, 
The reason why you can't correct them? Because the Pharisee, he knows everything. I think they, I think they believe they know everything. You can't correct somebody who knows everything, can't you? You can't. Why do they have the attitude that they know everything? Because they are not humble. Because they are not humble. If we, if we remain humble, we will be a wise man. Then we won't be a, walk, uh, a mocker. We can be corrected. Then we can grow up. Pharisee can't go into the kingdom of God because their hearts are hard. They are mocker. They believe that they know everything. They are not humble. That's the reason why they can't go into the kingdom of God. Another, I think an, an, another point we have to learn from the children about their openness. Openness, uh, humble ourselves. Well, whenever, well, I think in, in my experience, how do I grow in my life? Whenever I face uh, suffering, failure, then I, I, I find that my spiritual life grows. Do you know the reason why? I feel inadequate. I feel insufficient. My past experience, my past knowledge is no longer sufficient to help me to handle the failure and the suffering. Then I opened myself. I didn't see uh, suffering or failure a stumbling block. I see it as a stepping stone. Help me to grow. Help me to go up. Help me to move forward. I, 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 maybe I, I told you already, I told you a few years ago about my wife. Uh, I think uh, 12 years ago, my wife got cancer. She experienced a lot of uh, uh, operation. Operation, chemotherapy, uh, radiotherapy, yes. I think during the ordeal of, uh, of, of the operation, Daisy told me that if she can return to work, she will celebrate. She will celebrate. But my, my, um, my wife used to be a teacher. But after one year of the ordeal of uh, operation, my, my wife Daisy returned to work. And every year, when I received the notice of paying tax, we invite people to have a banquet to celebrate. How many of you celebrate paying tax? People complain about it, right? Wow, well, I have to pay a lot of money. I mean, for us, we learn from the suffering. We can work. We can serve. We can pay tax. That means I'm healthy. I can work. That's a grace. So that now, well, we, we grow up from suffering. So that I think whenever, whenever you face difficulty, you face difficulty, you have to make it open for God. What God wants you to learn from the suffering, from the failure. 
Another poem I want you to, to learn from the children. I think children, they know they are vulnerable, but they practice trust. They practice trust. They ask for help. Trust is a wonderful characteristic of little children. So they cling to their uh, parents. They know their parents will protect them, feed them. The parents will respond to their cries, their lead. Pick them up, hold them when they fall. So many people are trusting in material things, depending on their own abilities. God wants us not just trusting in our earthly parents, but also in our heavenly Father. Trust in Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God wants His children to trust Him completely to meet their need. I think trusting is not laziness, but rather a childlike confidence that God, our Father, is willing and able, has placed you in an environment where you can success. I'm a, I, I used to be a teacher. I was trained in, in, uh, in England. I remember once I was invited to attend a school-based anti bullying program I'm, I'm as an observer. I remember I went into a hall, something like this one. Something like, I, mean, I mean, the size is similar to, uh, to this hall. A teacher brought a class of junior students into a, into a hall. Let them running, playing, talking. After 15 minutes, a group of senior students went into the hall harass them, bully the junior, uh, bully the, um, I mean the, uh, uh, the junior student, like pushing them, yelling them, teasing them. There are several teachers standing at different corners. They were talking. I think whenever the junior student came to ask for help, Report to the teacher. The teacher will give them a pass. You can leave this hall. Now, what is the training program for? We just want to educate our little children. Whenever you face difficulty or challenges, I mean challenges, don't depend on your own ability. Ask for help. Now, we are the children of God. I think we have to learn to trust in God. Leave the burden to Him. Then you will feel free, right? That's God's promise. You are the children of God. God loves you. God will take care of you. But there are more I want you to learn. We cling to God in other ways. As we grow into our identity as member of body of Christ, I remember in the liturgy of baptism, I asked the parents one question: Will you continue to grow with your children? 
I say again, will you continue to grow with these children? Well, that means the children is not alone. We have to grow together. We have to go together as the body of Christ. We cling to God when we let ourselves grow in our faith. When we live the ways Jesus taught us to live, we cling to God when we provide food to the hungry, a cup of water to the thirsty, when we visit the sick and imprisoned and lonely, we cling to God when we advocate to the weak and powerless. I think even when we raise them to raise our children, help them become adults, becoming more like us, it is for us to change and become more like them. This is the paradox at the heart of our faith. You have to change and become more like children. In my conclusion, in life, we will always encounter difficult challenges. Whether it is the circumstances we create or that is brought upon us, our attitude will dictate our experience as victim or overcomer. We cannot always control or prevent the problem we face, but we can control our will. We can choose to become who do you want to be. In fact, the outcome will be rooted in the belief system we choose in the midst of hardship. We can truly see a stumbling block becoming a stepping stone through our belief surrounding our circumstances and take the right step to obtain solution. I am not what happened to me. I am choose what I want to become, to be a children. Amen. Thanks, Bishop. Uh, we're going to respond song. Um, it's 